Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Hi, Michael. Hi, guys. Welcome Ah. to Bad Movies Rock. Who let him in here? (laughs) My lawyers did. Uh, This is part of our settlement uh, from when you guys butchered uh, my podcast name. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My podcast, What You Talking About? Question mark. Willis. Willis. I don't know Mm -hmm. how I get roped into this. I... Did not butcher it. When Megan butchered when, it, I was yeah. an innocent mm-hmm. bystander. Well, yeah, but you're you're attached to the show, and you know we got a lot of flack because uh, the Kansas-based radio show Wichita talking about Willis um, mm-hmm. yep. also got roped into this is a class action lawsuit. Um, yeah. And then there's what you talking about, which is a Hobbit podcast <laughs> that's not even related to us. Got roped into this too, but um, wow. as part of our settlement, I have to appear on your show um, an undisclosed number of times. Yeah. Uh, to pretty much just Shanghai the whole thing. So here I am. Perfect. Excellent. Damn lawyers. Damn good lawyers, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Michael. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock, the place where we talk about bad movies that rock. Yeah. And not Bruce Willis, but that's okay. That's, that's yeah, not I mean, we, we can if, if, if the moment is appropriate to talk about Bruce Willis, but that's not who we came here to celebrate today. No, we had another type of movie starring another type of actor who is also delightful. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is true. Thanks to me, uh, I made you guys watch <laughs> Willow. Yeah. Yeah. 1988 Willow starring Warwick Davis, mm. Val Kilmer, um, Joanne Whaley. Well, that's pretty much everybody. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Well, Willow. Mm-hmm. Classic. High fantasy. High fantasy. <laughs> Grew up on this movie. So if I can tell a quick story, um, the reason why uh, we're not doing a Bruce Willis movie, we're not doing our promised uh, triad of the unintentional trilogy of mm-hmm. um, Almost Heroes. Uh, uh, um, oh, shoot, I'm blanking. It's uh, Last Man Standing and uh, The Whole Nine Yards. The Whole but Nine Yards, yeah. We, we're putting that project to the side if you want to call it a project. Still coming. Yeah, the up and coming yeah. project to the I side do. because a of destiny, really. My outrage. So let me take you on a quick journey. Uh, you guys did Legend recently, which I had not seen um, and was mm-hmm. very intrigued, especially when you guys were describing Tim Curry's makeup. So I immediately had to go <laughs> to Google Images and look up his costume, which was, you guys described it very well. I just, I still couldn't <laughs> believe what I was looking at. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and as Google does, it brought up like other things, you know, and like on the side, there was a picture of Willow. And I was like, oh, Willow, I love how I love thee, you know. And uh, and I was like, huh, there's no way that would ever be qualifying for, for BMR because it's such a beloved movie. Everyone loves Willow. Obviously. I'll just look at, you know, Metacritic real quick. And I was shocked and appalled. Yeah. I was. Yeah downright shocked and chagrined and disgusted to see that it was not 100% user and critic rated so oh 100% is all you would have settled for uh yeah 99% I've been like who's who's where's who's the Craig damn it Craig (laughs) let's get him (laughs) we will find you Craig yeah excellent um so michael um since you uh recommended this movie why don't you go ahead and do the summary sure um in in our new summary way of uh (laughs) yeah just kind of describe it in the most obscure way you can you got it so once upon a time Mm -hmm. uh baby jesus was put into (laughs) a manger but the manger got away this time 
yeah. um, before the three wise men could get there. And so it's going down um, the Mississippi, I think. And mm-hmm. um, lo and behold... <laughs> then Huck Finn finds it. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of uh, other babies who are smaller people <laughs> that are also mm-hmm. people... Uh, that's not a good description. So anyway, they find this baby and are told to mm-hmm. let the baby die by their father, but they don't. <laughs> oh, they, yeah. They don't he listen to that. murder father, um, who later gets entrusted with the life and care of this baby as mm-hmm. they are forced to go on a quest to find a taller person um, because only tall people can take care of babies. Mm-hmm. They find a, um, let's say, unemployed man in a bird cage and... <laughs> Um, eventually let him out and uh, their quest is done and the movie should be done and Jesus should go on to live a good, fruitful life. But um, a couple of even smaller people, because this movie really deals with like size and proportion is like what it's really about. Um, Mm. So even smaller people steal the baby somehow with a bird and uh, take it to um, the... Uh, beautiful witch of the north and uh she sends the not as small person well okay i'm getting confused now because there's a small there's regular tall giant small and super small Mm -hmm. it's kind of like okay if you got a bunch of different like popcorn sizes at the movie theater like that's how the, Mm -hmm. the characters are arranged in this story so they take the baby into a big army and there's a big battle and uh then the queen knocks over her own ritual and kills herself perfect i think that was yeah that's all of it yeah nailed it in one yeah yep i, Let's see. I think baby i channeled Jesus, my the good witch. five-year-old self watching that movie into that <laughs> so do do it that way you will yeah, that sounds about right. Perfect. Excellent. <laughs> that was, yes, that was beautiful. That was, I feel like I was there. Again, I was already there. Re-there. Re-there. I, mm-hmm. I've actually, I've never looked at Willow in that light before. It took me on a whole How new could journey you? through familiar territory. <laughs> How could you possibly have looked at Willow in that light? It's about size. Popcorn size. This mm-hmm. movie is like, if you took the popcorn mm-hmm. sizes... And also Baby Jesus and Glenda the Good Witch. Yep. Yeah. Um, Amber, what did Metacritic say about this movie? The critics have it at, let's see, 47 total. Mm-hmm. And the users are at 83. 47. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> <laughs> it's at 50 for the critics and 79. That's our Lord and the... Savior. I can't believe it. Just... I know, right? Yeah. So... This movie was not well liked by the critics. There's only 12 reviews that that are aggregated in in Metacritic, which is, I mean, a lot of the movies I look up from before the 90s, sometimes there just isn't anything there on Metacritic. Mm -hmm. So I'm impressed that this exists. I guess Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be since it's a Ron Howard, George Lucas deal. But my favorite one was uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum of Reader. It's a 40% mm-hmm. scored review. This is pretty much the Lucas mixture as usual, this time in a Tolkien mode with everything from the Old Testament to Kurosawa to Disney fed into a blender and turned into wallpaper for easy-to-please five-year-olds of all ages. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 
Nailed it. Yeah. And I mean, after Old my description, Testament, I can't. Yeah. Old Testament that. and Disney. Like you went Wizard of Oz <laughs> and Bible. I mean, he's except that you were delighted by it as mm. he should have been. If mm-hmm. you Kurosawa, Disney, what? Yes, give me that. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah, that's I feel like that's Samurai Jack for me. Yeah, the consensus mm-hmm. is it's it's derivative, and I, I get a little touchy with that being as a pejorative because everything is derivative. You know, like there's, yeah. there's no. It's hard to be original. And so my criteria for derivative is if it's derivative and lazy and boring, then it's bad. Right. But derivative exactly. as like as itself shouldn't be a non-starter. And it seemed like it was for a lot of the critics that I read uh, were just saying like, oh, you know, like he just put Moses on Hobbits and called it a day. And it's like, I think there was more nuance to it than that. I think there was a little bit yeah. more TLC in the movie and it was thoroughly entertaining. So I, don't, I, don't, I just didn't see the the lazy side of the derivative that you get in movies that aren't as good. Yeah. I I agree with that. Um, Because like we watched the other guys and the other guys did super well with the critics. And it's like, yeah, but this, I don't know why you, you get to say something's derivative and hate it, but also something's derivative and you love it. Like Mm -hmm. it, yeah, I think it all depends on, yeah, if you don't like it, it's derivative. If you do like it, mm-hmm. then it's an homage or an excellent version <laughs> a of play on, or yeah. a play on or mm-hmm. a clever twist of or it has these great familiar aspects and tropes mm-hmm. that we love to see in a movie. Yeah. Like rom-coms are endlessly derivative. Mm-hmm. Like buddy cop movies are endlessly derivative. Yep. If you're looking at the fact that like oh it's two guys and they're mismatched but they're going to be silly and then they're going to get the job done. <laughs> Yeah. This is derivative in the sense that, yeah, you've got sword and sorcery and a magical hero baby and an unlikely hero and evil and good. Yes, those are pretty... And they, they're like, oh, you know, Lucas is just redoing his old story. His old story is the hero's journey. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it's it is, every story. It, it, it is every story. It mm-hmm. is what stories are. People like heroes and people like good and evil, and you don't necessarily need to be abominably clever or introduce shades of gray. It's do it well, do it in an entertaining way. They're like, the effects were really cool in a pre-CGI way. Yeah, they were. The effects were great. Mm-hmm. And the fights were cool. And Val Kilmer was fun. Mm-hmm. And the scenarios were playful and tongue-in-cheek. But also, you know, a little scary and serious. Fucking five-year-olds of all ages, motherfucker. <laughs> Take a chill pill. Caress your inner child in a consensual manner. In a, oh, my. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like, half the reviews that I read... Um, compared it to Star Wars. And I think just because it's Lucas Films, they're like, and also Star Wars. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Is- I think that part of the problem, it's, it's sort of like that star power issue. Like you have a Tom mm-hmm. Cruise Cameron Diaz movie that is so much fun to watch, but it's a Tom Cruise Cameron Diaz movie. So it has to wow me or I'm going to just get rabidly angry at it. And you have George Lucas and Ron Howard attached to this movie. And like it, it should be amazing. Mm-hmm. It's really good and fun. But it's not amazing. Right. So it's instantly forgettable. Fuck both of you. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing I have to push back on is like, what are what are they comparing that to like in their peer group? You know, like I remember growing up in that time period wanting desperately for a good sword and sorcery story. Um, mm-hmm. Like, what, what do we have? We had uh, Deathstalker I got to see because my parents didn't know it was rated R. 
<laughs> and it was terrible. And then Conan the Barbarian, my parents did know it was rated R, so I didn't get to watch that, which was mm-hmm. the only kind of good one, but not really because it was kind of dark. Um, we had like Beastmaster, I think, and Beastmaster 2. I, I saw Beastmaster 2. It was fun, but it was kind of campy and silly. Um, Princess Bride comes to mind, and The Princess yeah. Bride is an amazing, timeless, awesome movie, but it's not like armies fighting these battle wars right. and stuff. It was, you know, it was, it was different. Very different. Tone. Yeah, the stakes are stakes are lower and uh, fluffier. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it was great. I mean, I love the Princess Bride, but like, what what else are we comparing Willow to in this time right. period? There's, we wouldn't get something this good until I think Lord of the Rings came out in the early aughts. You know, like that's the masterpiece, right? But we there's a long time to wait for fantasy fans, you know, to experience something epic and. This is this is what we had. I thought that I thought they nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the, one of the reviews talked about just the ennui they were feeling of like, oh god, a last gasp in a decade long, like field trip down the sword and sorcery high fantasy route. I'm so tired of it. I hope it's done. We're all so done. <laughs> I think you just don't like the genre. Yeah, I think you're just angry at it. Yeah. Well, to be fair, there was a lot of really terrible sword and sorcery movies, and they were all agreed super whack. But you would think that this would be breathe a fresh air, breath of fresh mm-hmm. air into that because it was it was the nuanced and funny, is really and, great. Yeah, yeah. Was, um, but but I guess maybe they were tired of it at the time or something. I, I guess maybe yeah. it's but it does walk that line between like yeah, you have a sense of peril and a sense of stakes, but there's also goofiness, and then there's solid battle scenes and. Yeah, like the actual mm-hmm. full-on armies and castles and, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Industrial Light and Magic, um, apparently this is one of its um, first showings of the um, digital morphing technology, which is when the um, there's this one sorceress and she just keeps getting converted for she's a, what is she, a, a Kikachu? And then she's a raven, yes, and then she's it's a, a... <laughs> a Kikachu. It's like a Pikachu, but you know, <laughs> brush-tailed possum apparently, mm. um, to a raven, to a like, and then like a an ostrich llama peacock, and then finally back into a person. And that was all like it was really good, especially for 1988. This was like their breakthrough, industrial light and magic, yeah, morphing technology. Yeah, the visuals were were fantastic, and and most of the critics remarked on that. They were just really annoyed at the story because mm-hmm. they're, yeah. I guess, dead inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd go with that. Um, anything else about critics? People want to say just wrong as usual. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. No. Wrong. Fuck them. Moving on. Fuck em. <laughs> Super wrong. All right. Um. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies I watched. 10 million times i remember the part where like i told my brother to tell me when the scary thing was over because when the uh, dragon was morphing from a troll into like that little ball of brain mm-hmm. goo i told him tell me that when the scary part's over and of course he's my older brother so he tells me to look right when it's on the screen and the, like the most awful part yeah, yeah. yes like, so i yeah. remember all those uh you know like those visceral moments uh when i first noticed like little details that were out of place and things like that like because i've seen it so many times you know just little favorite moments, like when Valkymer smirks or <laughs> like with the skull. I forgot to mention the skull man in my recap, but the skull man has to has to steal baby Jesus back to the evil queen. 
Yeah. And this is the Skull Man. Skeletor. Skeletor. Yeah. yeah, Skeletor, Skull Man, whatever. He he has the best lines in the movie. Um, (laughs) Kill them. (laughs) (laughs) Now you die. Oh, yeah. His delivery is amazing. Now you die. (laughs) We spent the rest of the movie after he said that line. (laughs) Anytime he murdered someone, (laughs) now you die. Now you die. Now you die. Yeah, I just I just see him roaming the battlefield, just saying that over and over again yeah. before punching people, punching their horses, stabbing them. Now you die. Now you die. Now you die. You just know his no... soldiers are like, oh, General Kale's gone on another trip again. Just, oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Now you die. Yeah, we hear a boss. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we got it. We got it. <laughs> Kill them. Yeah, no, his his delivery was, was on point. On point. Sorry, that, I'm bouncing around a bit. There's uh... That's all right. Oh, no, bounce away. Yeah. Well, Which and... one of you... Re- Ridiculous people said, now I die? No, that was definitely my call. <laughs> that me, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Just when he finally gets his, no, yep. no I, I die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, there's, there's signals early mm-hmm. in the movie that it's going to be serious and darker than a lot of like, you know, maybe like the high fantasy, like legend kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. like <laughs> it, the opening scene of them trying to round up all these pregnant women which has some dark over undertones and then, well, super dark undertones. And then uh, this midwife steals the baby and like scurries out of the castle. And this is all during like the credits. <laughs> you <know>? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. like there's a backdrop. And so it shows her like fleeing into this beautiful world. They get some good shots. I guess this was shot in New Zealand also, if I read correctly. And, oh, nice. Um, so they find some beautiful landscapes and... Then the dogs hunt her down and eat her as she pushes the baby away. And then, like, some other guy's name comes up on the credits. Like, like fuck, man. Yeah. Like, she didn't make it out of the credits. Yeah. Like, and now, you know, costumes by so-and-so. And it's like, fucking hey, this yeah. is, yeah. is going to be a brutal movie. You see yeah. a brave hero woman yeah. get mauled and eaten by dogs. Yes, as the credits still pleasantly roll. <laughs> They're <laughs> cheerful blue. Yep. Oh, man. It starts with a woman rounding up pregnant ladies, sticking them in cells, and then waiting for them to give birth to examine their child for a special mark. And if they see it, they murder the baby. Yep. Welcome to Willow. Thanks, Ron Howard. (laughs) Yep. Start nice and strong. Get all the pregos. We're maybe going to kill their baby. Who made this movie? Opie? Fuck me. This is (laughs) dark shit. Shit, man. <laughs> and and once the uh, midwife makes it off with um the baby, um the evil queen says kill her to to the to her daughter I guess about the uh, baby's mom. So you yeah. know, okay. Again, in mm. in Bavmorda, the evil queen's defense. Thank you. That woman was sass mouthing her. She, she was, was sass mouthing her hard. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, she said my baby's in- gonna grow up and kick your ass and. Right? She broke a beer bottle on a stool. You don't do that to the queen. That's not the moment. That's not the moment. You just just gave gave birth. birth. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's... Don't... And again, she's already in a bloodthirsty way. Don't, like, frother up more. Mm -hmm. She probably just sent out extra dogs after her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. They They didn't catch her for several months. Awesome dogs. They're awesome. The costumes for the dogs are really well done. Uh, And... I was thinking about that during the. They're particularly scary because they move like a real animal, and and uh, the dogs that they had, the dog acting in this movie was fantastic because yeah, they were like dog. tearing shit up and and 
you know, rooting their nose through everything, through the cribs, mm-hmm. jumping over the through babies the and just destroying cribs. And... Just destroying empty cribs. <laughs> yeah, They're looking they... for a baby. <laughs> I mean, I see like six babies in the crowd, <laughs> but they did get like two or three cribs before mm-hmm. you brought it down. They so... wrecked those fucking cribs. Uh, yeah. They yeah. Yeah. Like... The, the dog costume, like one, I am not accustomed to seeing a dog costume. Mm-hmm. That that was a new experience for me. Mm-hmm. They usually you, you put things on the dog, or nowadays you CGI the dog, or you gross the it's makeup, but it's not. This thing was like it had a full on rat tail and like mm-hmm. yak shag and then like demon yeah. face. Yeah, it was just it covered everything but the legs. Yep, that was good. That, that was convincing. You know, like, yeah, oh, very. That was I was I've always been impressed by that. I was unsettled. Yeah. The uh, the music of this movie is fantastic, even early on. So like, there's the the Nelwyn Festival where Willow's putting on his magic show, and it kind of like sets up the ending of the movie. But uh, the music is just so joyous and upbeat after this horrible, grim beginning. Like everything's just like light and yeah. spring again. Like it, the movie like jerks you back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> but in a way, like you're not even really aware of it. You're just like you're. I I feel so immersed into the story that like it doesn't. It feels right. You know what I mean? I don't feel like yeah. it's jerking me around so, as much so as it really up, is it's jerking you back and forth without you knowing it but it makes you feel so right makes me feel is that so what right yeah that, i did say okay. that with my you, mouth my yep. words okay, that came out of my jerk. mouth yeah the movie hmm. didn't know we we're gonna get blue on this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's very um the the nelwyn is it's it is very hobbity it's very mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know the Shire kind of happy festival kind of feeling to it. And mm-hmm. yeah, after we just come out of baby murder. Yep. Even the, this <laughs> it introduces Willow's stakes. It's like a family that doesn't listen to him and a farm that apparently isn't producing and that the tallest man in the village is, is going to steal from him. <laughs> like his is you'll never get your crops planted in time. Why? <laughs> Was said like three times to him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's a lot You're of just, focus and on the crops. if you don't, I'm taking your fucking land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. High oh. stakes. High stakes. That's probably why he wanted to send that baby down the river. Yeah. I have planting to do. I have planting to, to do. do. Yeah. This daikini child is not my problem. Mm-hmm. This large tub of popcorn is not my problem. <laughs> this, <laughs> this jumbo size is just not going to work for me. No, I've got uh, two kids of my own. Yeah, and he probably didn't plan his fucking crops because he was training to be a shitty wizard. I mean, like, he's yeah. he's practicing his disappearing pig act and his log firearm trick and... Two-bit yeah. magician. Not figuring best. out which fucking finger rules the universe. I mean, that's like day one wizard stuff. And that's he can't... day one wizard mm-hmm. stuff. Pick which own fingers? It's inside of you. That's always the fucking answer. The, yeah. Love. The answer is love, dipshit. yeah. yeah. God. It's the sixth element. God, yeah. it's, yes. See, watch, read a book, Willow. Read a book. Watch <laughs> a Luc Besson movie. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, back to the music for a moment. The music is, yes, sure. is so well done, and and put it in at the right moments to really to build it up. So the that that there's like <laughs> that scene in most movies where like someone comes into the club and then the record screeches. Like when the dogs come in and the music cuts out, like you're jerked once again. Mm-hmm. Not physically, but you know what I mean. You're you're pulled back into oh yeah, there's evil in the world again, and this is yes. terrible, and the, the dogs come in and trash the place, and everyone's the, the, spooked and freaking out, and it's yeah, it's cool. There was, was small, like a, you know, 
Yeah, they're small children crying. And I believe they actually saw those dog costumes and were literally <laughs> crying because of those dog costumes. <laughs> like, no doubt. Yeah. Um, they are tasked with taking um, this um, jumbo popcorn baby to find the next um, jumbo popcorn The next size um, up. Person. Yeah, one that can yeah. fit its its uh, container inside of itself. Um, yes. And get free refills, I think. It depends on yeah. the movie theater. Some part, some participate, some don't. So. Yeah, this has got a little bit out of my um, understanding, but yes, agreed. I um, find it perfectly clear. I'm just really hungry. <laughs> um, they, the first person they come across at the crossroads is Mad Mardigan. And then the movie really begins because and Mad then... Mardigan is played by Val Kilmer and he's at his best. Second best. He's, he's the fucking best. He's embodied by Val Kilmer. He's yeah. breathed into being by Val mm-hmm. Kilmer. I wanted your thoughts about um, the ethnic slur that is used a lot in this movie about yeah. calling him, uh, calling Willow, because Willow's a little person, mm-hmm. and calling him a peck. Yeah. Seems to be something that all the, um, you know, Everybody knows this yeah. one. Like Bav Molda even calls him a yeah, peck rude. at the end. Like, yeah. hey, like chill. Maybe um, stop. Very hateful towards Nell Wins. It's it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And even the brownies call him a peck, which is really yeah, odd. Which is <laughs> that's brownies really are odd. about the size of mm-hmm. a finger. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of sizeism in this movie. That yeah, it's kind of a turn off. Yeah, absolutely. And they they hit that hard when they introduce Val Kilmer's character. There's there's ones like when he's mad at them, he just says peck 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 probably eight times back to back just to be a dick. Yeah. I mean, it is clear that he's trying to be a dick by saying that, but he's still yeah, it's still it's still not not good, not um comfortable. Um yeah, no, agreed. Agreed. We don't believe in slurs on BMR. Mm-mm. You guys Unless don't usually slurs let that... for white people. <laughs> yeah, Fair. you guys don't usually let that kind of shit slide. So I just want to make sure we brought it up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, he finds Val Kilmer, and after a lot of deliberating, half of the team, most of the team, goes away, and he just is with his friend Migosh, who's kind of like Samwise Gamgee, <laughs> like but a second so... rate. <laughs> Like, yeah, he's like Samwise. If Samwise had been hit, like, kicked by a donkey when he was younger. Like, two or three times. Like, two yeah. or three times in a row. And it's just a little bit more rubish than than he should be. Like, you know, at one point, he's like, oh, my name is, you know, Mad Mardigan. And, like, Migosh is, like, walking toward him with his hand outstretched. <laughs> like, really okay. good. <laughs> you know, Mad, Mad Mardigan friends. Is, is in a cage, by the yeah. way. He's, like, strung up in a cage. <laughs> Um, because he's done something bad, and yeah, Bigash is just walking towards the cage. Mm-hmm. And and, and the Will first like the him. first time we see Mad Mardigan is after he has grabbed Willow, lifted him bodily into the air, and violently demanded water. Like he's not proven himself to be a kind and trustworthy fellow. No, but Migosh loves him. Migosh is like, let's just give this guy the baby, you know? Like, hey, yeah. he introduced himself most politely. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can after have my he was children. Done being you know? racist. Yeah. yeah. If I had a baby, I'd give it to him. Yeah. Migash is um, like if when Frodo told Samwise Ganji to um, go home, Samwise Ganji was like, all right, see you later then. <laughs> You're the boss. I've been, I mean, hey. Doodles. <laughs> I've been meaning to fuck your wife, so 
I'm glad to, glad to head back. I'm pretty sure there is a subplot about that. So eventually Willow does acquiesce and they give the baby to Mad Mardigan. They set him free and um, he actually takes the baby before he walks away. Like he could have just walked away or skewered them and walked away. Or Yeah, I was shocked personally. Uh, but he took the baby. And he makes a big show of like saying he'll take care of her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. And so that's the first moment you get like a redeeming potential for his character you're like oh maybe because like there's like a look between him and the baby they do a lot of really good baby close-ups like to see the baby's reaction to things yes that's a cute ass baby oh my goodness yeah i actually um wrote down that the baby's face is commentary to a lot of this movie like they like something happens and you switch to the baby and yeah the baby has (laughs) lots of side eye lots of looks Mm -hmm. yeah quizzical baby Annoyed baby, sad baby, upset Nothing baby, baby. Yeah. amused baby. It's always a super close up, so it makes me wonder like, did they film all the baby stuff like on day one or two, and then like, you know, the baby's done? Or is Very, like, cause... that might have been smart because, you know, filming takes a long time and babies grow and change. So that's right. So yeah. they just kept the camera on her face for about two hours mm-hmm. and then they had what they needed. <laughs> yep. They, they had Richard Attenborough do like a thing about like just watching the baby, and then like as soon as it finally did something, he would chime in and yeah that's well, how that's how his that's how like planet earth works right richard attenborough just watches watch the whole constantly thing. like he has like 50 screens up in front of mm-hmm. him and just like just, just constantly commenting, commenting com- and they just like you know cut he's best. standing like yeah like us in front of a microphone just kind mm-hmm. of narrating his thoughts yeah exactly um, i assume when he's out of the studio he just stands in front of a plate glass window and does the same <laughs> thing for life mm-hmm. yep karen Wait. got out of her car <laughs> She grabbed the groceries, but seemed to think there was something she was missing. Ah, her coffee. It was in the Why front seat the Why doesn't Richard Attenborough do noir? That's such a good point. <laughs> That's such a good point. Fuck, I would watch the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Willow. So. Yeah. So the, the, they did, you know, I feel like they must have captured all those baby faces in one go because the rest of the movie they use, like, I don't know, a sack of rags for the baby. Yeah. Because half the time the baby is just the bobblehead at one point. I could swear. <laughs> when the general stole the baby and was riding away, its head oh was like gosh. shaking. And I was, was like, oh, my God. Thank yeah. God. That's not a real baby because, oh, oh, yeah. boy. Just, I particularly loved how they're walking back to the village after giving the baby to <laughs> the sketchiest dude they can find. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to be heroes. They're going to give us medals. And it's like, where is this enthusiasm coming from? Yeah. What did you accomplish? That's Burglecut wanted to give the baby to him two days ago. Yeah. What's this delusion of grandeur they have all of a sudden? And that's when they find yeah. out that the baby has been re-kidnapped. Um, by the by the brownies yeah and uh then they have to willow decides he's gonna take this princess to to the castle and and you know then the quest begins yeah for real. yeah after begins. a magical mystical lady in the lake type fellow mm-hmm. she's just a l- glowing light lady surrounded by fairies mm-hmm. yep is like hey here's a magic wand the baby likes you this is her name she's a princess she's important you have to take her not because you're special because she told me she liked you yeah i could totally do it but she doesn't like me she doesn't like me she doesn't know me and she chose you i had this really Um, powerful wand i'm a spirit thing i could probably kick a lot of ass but i could actually just like let me outsource this one 
Yeah, I could actually just wink and we'd be there. And then, <laughs> you know, it would be over. But let's not do that. But let me send for, you these two shitty dudes with you. Exactly. <laughs> and for some reason, my agents are nine inch tall, yeah. dumbass men. I have an mm-hmm. army of them, by the way. Like, mm-hmm. there's hundreds of them that attacked you and brought you here like the Lilliputians did. Um, and yet... I'll send you my two shittiest. <laughs> I can't. I can't spare these ones. These I'm using these ones for more important things. But yeah, fate of the worlds, you baby. Yeah. But I need these guys and yeah. and also myself. And this conversation's <laughs> over. I think I'm done. I said all the things I mean to say. Um, oh yeah, don't fuck up. I like that she disappears <laughs> and then comes back and gets really big. close to them. Super huge too. I yes. mean, like mega sized popcorn at the end. Like just floating, yeah. glowing popcorn bag. Just popping out more about like how if he fucks up the world's over and you know don't be a shithead and yeah go, go to school stay in school i think she said mm-hmm. yep it, this reminded me of um is it oh if i get this wrong i'm gonna be in trouble is it gladriel um when she's talking to frodo and frodo offers her the ring and she's like i could be the most pa-, and she gets huge and like mm-hmm. her eyes glow that's that's kind of the, the vibe I was getting from Yeah, totally derivative from this movie, from Willow. Exactly, so. yep. I, I honestly thought that the magic wand would be more of a temptation for him. Like when I was a kid, I remember watching this and thinking, because he so badly wants to be a sorcerer and he doesn't get picked to be the sorcerer's apprentice because he gives the wrong answer. And like he's handed this amazingly powerful magic wand. He futzes with it once. And then yeah. does not use it again and doesn't seem to want to use it again to turn the sorceress back into That's herself. That's true. He, he's reluctant. I, I think they do a good enough job setting him up as having like no confidence at all uh, in himself. That's like his character arc, right? Like at the end, mm-hmm. he has to, you know, he's before the big battle says courage, Willow, is what he says to himself. And yep. he has to have the gumption to try the dumbest possible <laughs> trick on a villain, I think, ever. <laughs> And it, and it works. And it works. Um, Very but, good. But it's, yeah, I think the the having no confidence whatsoever is what prevents him. I think that's plausible yeah. enough. Yeah. And the first time he, the first and only time he uses it, uh, he ends up in a tree because, you know, it zaps him up into a tree branch. Yeah. And I, I love that Val Kilmer is just, oh, you're up there. Well, good night. Yeah, good night. <laughs> <laughs> I love fucking Mad Mardigan. I love the way the Val Kilmer plays Mad Mardigan the entire mm-hmm. time. So he yes. loses the baby. We don't unclear, necessarily yeah, unclear how like how much he tried to keep it yeah, or yeah, if it just disappeared and he was like, nah. Well, that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> time to go cheat on somebody. Why? Yeah, then then immediately <laughs> time to go somebody with a married woman. <laughs> yes, immediately cuckold somebody. Willow winds up in that bar by happenstance looking for milk for the baby is faced with aggressive racism which Mm -hmm. was upsetting and unaddressed yes yep like just i think all those people in the bar got slaughtered probably right like yeah by by the the bad guys like the bad guys yeah the evil troops did something good for a change they said hey i think everybody here is racist and they just started (laughs) let's just get them yeah that was that was that was upsetting i don't know why he stayed in that building after that happened but then we find Val Kilmer, yes, mid, I guess, post, post-cuckolding, but the mm-hmm. husband's about to come back. So, of course, he has to dress up as a woman that the husband, uh, handily named Lug, immediately wants to breed with. Yes. The offer to breed. I guess, is breeding 
better than saying, would you like to have sex in a movie meant for children? I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, because I didn't know what it meant when I was watching it. I was like, oh, I think he wants to kiss her. Kiss Val Kilmer for some reason? I I don't know. Yeah, because Val Kilmer makes such a pretty woman. Yeah. I mean, sturdy. Very sturdy. Very sturdy Mm -hmm. stock. Which Sorsha immediately acknowledges and is like, ah, you're not a woman. (laughs) Women are weak and effeminate. (laughs) As I am the only woman fighter here. (laughs) Yep. No woman is stronger than me. You must be a man. <laughs> yep. And so uh-huh. I don't know that we said this, but Shor- Sorsha is the evil queen's daughter who has been tasked with finding this child and bringing it back so that the evil queen can do a ritual so that the baby can't ever hurt her again. Yeah, I, I do appreciate that they, it, it's not just about killing the baby. We mm-hmm. have to ritualistically, painstakingly kill mm-hmm. the baby and send her soul to the 13th netherworld where it can never harm her again. Yep. It's one of the 99 rights. One of the 99 rights. And mm-hmm. when you're a paranoid super queen, like you got to make sure you do your rituals right. Got to do your rights right. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Right Especially you, you if don't you want know. to spill the blood at the end. Like oh, that's Lord. just such an amateur move. Such you an might, amateur move. You have to keep your emotions in check. The ritual's very tenuous, and the spirits are very jumpy, and you just yeah, shit can go wrong so many ways. They're very particular too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's they find a um, they're supposed to take the wand. There's a lot of taking people to places, so they're supposed to take the wand to Finn Rizel. Mm-hmm. who had lost some kind of duel with the evil queen a long time ago and was like banished to this very tiny island. And uh, so Willow goes out and retrieves her. But in the meantime, Sorsha has caught up with them again and uh, this time takes the baby for realsy this time. And she she also gets gets herself a Val Kilmer, who is stripped. Yeah, his wardrobe is wild because, like, he's dressed like a woman, and then they escape, and his clothes get torn off a little bit, and then he's got this cool, like, barbarian-style, like, skirt going on, and then as they're traveling up into the mountains, he all of a sudden gets, like, this black outfit that's really baggy, like, he, I don't know. Yeah, that Sorsha must have given him, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, and that that shirt winds up getting unbuttoned for a long period of time. A long, mm-hmm. beautiful period of time. And yeah, there's his his wardrobe is is fascinating, and it, I guess just as wild and unpredictable as as Mad Mardigan himself. Yeah, yeah. It's up in the mountains where uh, the brownies catch back up and are trying to help pick a lock, and they smack him in the face with a love potion. Yes, uh, <laughs> because he was trying to help, and they didn't want his help, and they're you know intemperate, so. Uh, as he's trying to steal the baby back <laughs> from Sorsha's tent, he mm-hmm. starts spouting poetry and leans over her while she's sleeping and, you know, it's kind of creepy for a minute. Yep. Oh, it's yep. so good. Wake but- from this dreadful sleep. <laughs> it is robbing me of your beauty. Yeah. There are some actually good lines he delivers Very there. Very good you know. lines. Tonight! Um, <laughs> we need the stars! <laughs> He yells. starts off more subtle than that, though. He's like, yeah. he does you, know, you are my, you my son, my, you know, my, my empty moon or whatever. He says all this crazy stuff, mm-hmm. and then like, without you, I would be caps cast into the depths of despair. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, he builds. I dwell in darkness without you. I, yes, I would. And dwell then she puts in a knife. You. She puts the knife to his throat, and he's like, tonight. <laughs> 
you and I shall be as one. And she's like, wow. Come to me. They introduce the convention so that they can have the two of them fall in love Mm -hmm. without having to explain how two enemies would fall in love in such a short space of time. Yep. Like the the entire purpose is like, okay, we roofie Val Kilmer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Make him fall in love with her. Such, but so poetically and impassioned that she's kind of like, huh, well, I am kind of love starved. My mom is an evil queen and I can't do anything to please her. This feels nice. This feels nice. Maybe I'm into it. And then when he's not into it anymore, she then reminds him of how into it he was. And he's like, oh, right, but you are also beautiful. Hmm. Maybe I am into it. And then you're kind of like, okay, fine. And all, and that whole thing comes to a head when he finally murders a huge dragon, and she's like, "I kind of dig this guy." You know, he jumps on dragon heads, and he he murders people really good, yeah. really good, really because we he doesn't get a sword until like the third act, almost like he's pretty much that's and that's when the movie really begins because like he gets that sword and he starts flipping it around. His sword choreography is top notch, and he's just slicing and dicing. He's like the fucking sled, like slicematic. Like a uh, blender, and he's just chopping dudes up, and she gets so horny from it. It's really yeah. great. It's yeah. fantastic. She just stops fighting and just watches him. She's like, yeah, oh. exactly. And she she herself is a warrior, so I mean, yeah. it, it also makes sense. She is attracted to competence and strength. And while he might not seem competent on the surface, get a sword in his hand, and damn if he can't slice and dice and catapult himself and take out trolls and, oh, yeah, a two-headed fire-breathing dragon, don't worry about it. I got this. Yeah, he'll just Pecos build that fucking thing, and then next thing you know, they're kissing on the battlefield. They, yeah, they they try to, they find Tira's lean, which is the kingdom where they're supposed to take the princess, except Bab Morda's already been there, and she's cursed everybody. They're in ice sculptures now. Uh, and there are trolls around. You can tell because if you step in their poop, it's really recognizable. Yeah, uh, tell instant recognizable. Yeah, it, there's trolls. Yep. Which Willow which, hates. Yeah, Willow hates trolls for reasons, and you know the the army's on their tail, so they lock up the castle. And Val Kilmer finds the armory, which is another really great Val Kilmer moment, where he's like looking at all these crossbows and swords, like, yeah, this has got some good heft to it. And yeah, Denise, kid in the like candy this shop. Yeah, armor like hanging from the wall. And he's like, oh, his mouth gaves open just a little bit and it's yep. it's really cool and he's like f- freaks the fuck out and like macgyvers the whole castle with bear traps and catapults and bear you know flaming barrels and stuff and so that's a really fun scene yeah. yeah meanwhile willow accidentally saves the day because he is he's cornered by a couple of trolls and they're kind of like slapping at each other trolls don't aren't so bad by the way like they're just these furry grandma guys that crawl around and squeal at you they're, they're very not so creepy, bad. though. Yeah, they're, they're they, creepy. they take some swipes, but they, they don't but seem to just, have claws. Yeah, yeah. they're kind of like yeah. they're like cats, really. They're just like really nasty wall cats. <laughs> it's like it's not going to kill you. But anyway, so Willow freaks out. He drops his acorn that turns things to stone, mm-hmm. like a noob, and so he gets out the wand. And this is, I guess, the second. Well, other than trying to turn Finn Rizel back into a human, it's like the third or fourth time he's used the wand. And it doesn't work again. I mean, it works. I mean, he fries the hell out of the troll. Oh, yes. And turns it into a nightmare brain blood ball for a moment before he kicks it off the bridge. With little aliens starting to poke out <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, like... it is really <laughs> creepy. Yeah. I had nightmare. That was some nightmare fuel for young sure. young Michael. But uh, And then that mutates into a huge two-headed dragon, which ends up saving the day because they weren't going to win that fight. They were going to die. 
the dragon starts eating all the bad guy army until the good guy army shows up and they can escape. Exactly. The brownies technically save the day. Like Willow Willow does like a good stall by whoopsie dragoning the whole courtyard situation. And then the brownies bring the, the army. Yeah, that's true. Uh, how they pulled that off, I don't know. There's some kind of off-scene negotiation there. That must have been really fun. <laughs> that they they must have just cut that. Like, yeah, this this scene is too good. Mm-hmm. Makes too much sense. We should. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I like to think they offered Eric like the roofie powder. I'm just like, imagine what you can do with this. <laughs> Next time you get some leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> that fairy powder is pretty OP. Like, why didn't they just hit like Sorsha with it or? General Skull or yeah. Bob Morta with the fairy powder. Like, that would have changed everything. Yeah. Okay, okay. I have an answer for this. Do you really want those people to fall in love with anybody? Like, I don't feel like their version of love is going to be the same as Mad Mardigan's version of love. I think There's it's a really be... sick ending to this movie where Bab Morta turns to her, like, seven-foot-long bearded wizard friends and just starts just licking their faces and exactly. twirling their beards around her yep. like wearing them like a shawl exactly yep <laughs> or just like peeling strips of their skin off because that's her version of foreplay like i don't <laughs> but then she's not killing baby jesus and it's better that's that way true. yeah i guess but maybe then she eats baby jesus because she thinks it's an aphrodisiac i don't know how her mind works she's an evil queen wow wow well <laughs> Some things you just can't unsay, huh? No. <laughs> yeah. What's important is that I could unsay that by editing it out. You could. And I won't. And you Mm-mm. won't. Certainly not. And you're affiliated with it. Baby Jesus will forgive you. So anyway, um, so they ride up to the castle, which they should have done a long time ago since like the, the ride to the castle wasn't so yeah, tough. Yeah, it pretty straightforward. You pretty straightforward. You know where Bev Morda is. Go get her. Yeah, go, go kill the... Anyway... And they camp outside, and Bev Morda's not in the movie a lot. Like, they do the thing, like, where they show, like, the bad guy for a moment, and she's mad because she's not getting her way. But now she really gets to act, and she's on the parapets, and she's looking out at the army, and she's like, you're not an army. You're all pigs. And then she's just, like, gleefully cackling as she's, like, moving her arms around, and, like, everyone's, like, clutching their ribs and their stomachs and, like, falling around in the dirt and... There's also some pretty good, um, you know, the mor- visual work. technology, yeah. A little bit of that, but just like good costume and makeup oh, yeah, also yeah, going absolutely. on. And just some, and they're all squealing. It's pretty nightmare, nightmarish as well because like they they have like these pig fangs coming out of their mouths. Um, there's one guy who <laughs> they must have buried him in the ground because he has the torso of a man yes. and his face is all hairy. But he, the, the they have like an upturned pig mm-hmm. laying on its back with his legs in the air. Yeah, and it's really freaky looking. Yeah, yep. And it's and only on some... the screen for like a split second, but it was it's terrifying. Yeah, there's something about pig squeals as well that are very like haunting and terrible. Yeah, that is uh, upsetting. Yes. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And they they. <laughs> Essentially, and Val Kilmer goes through like a wolfman transformation into a pig. Yeah. 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 The tusks and then the snout and no, the hands. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. But instead of an awesome wolfman, you get a pig. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the evil soldiers are all like, fuck, why are we even here, man? Like, she yeah, can just turn just, people into pigs. Go. I yeah. guess it's a paycheck, but damn, I just feel useless right now. And they like hug a little bit. And yeah. That's kind of another little weird insert. Willow's safe, though, because he and. 
um, Goat Rizel go into a tent and cast some kind of spell, which he can do that one competently, which is good, I guess. Yeah. I guess he figured Thank that. goodness. Like the protection spell. I guess when his ass is on the line, he can sorcerer mm-hmm. a little bit. And uh, then he succeeds finally in transforming her uh, into a young, beautiful woman is what she thought she was. Mm. But time had passed. She's been a, a yeah. Like a lot of time had like passed. Like a lot of time. Like a depressing amount of time. It's. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think she's the most tragic part of this movie. Yeah. Just like looking at her hands and then looking at Willow. Has it been so long? Yeah. yeah. She gets over it pretty quick, but you can she tell does, yeah. like. Yeah. She a feels blow. like. It's a blow. Yeah. She's like, oh, I thought I was hotter than this. She did describe herself as a beautiful woman earlier, which made Val Kilmer say, oh, g- get on yeah. Concentrate, Willow. Concentrate. Concentrate. <laughs> I want to jump back just a moment to say that um, they're all camped out outside the, the the castle, and they're like, we will strike at first light. It was like, the, the evil queen has the baby, has started a ritual. I guess they know that the ritual's going to take 48 hours to complete, because they're like, all right, and let's take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I I don't really understand the pause. I, I guess is a weird. It's pause. bad luck to attack at night. You know, they're they're dark corners in castles. It's creepy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know? if she didn't pigify them, maybe she would have won. If you think about it, like because then they wouldn't have the initiative and motivation to actually storm the castle Come up until with a plan. Yeah, lazy ass soldiers. Mm-hmm. She kind of pissed them off, I guess. So Willow has a plan for that too. He says mm-hmm. we have a lot of gophers back in my village, and that. So they must have spent the next three or four hours digging these huge ass holes digging. and covering them with tarps, yeah. which nobody noticed. Nobody you noticed know? the tarps. Nobody no noticed, noticed the, the hole digging and the, big the horse pile of burying. Dirt. Yeah. <laughs> they had to take all the dirt three they're towns too busy. away. Like the dark army is like hugging each other, feeling bad because they're useless. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, I have no purpose. Yeah. Evil queen's going to win. She's going to pigify us probably. Yeah. Uh, so the... In the morning, when dawn finally does come, um, Finn, Rizel, and Willow shout at the castle and taunt them into lowering the drawbridge. And uh, just kidding, everyone's in a big hole, and they charge out of the hole, and the music comes on, dun 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 dun, dun, dun and mm-hmm. they storm the castle. It's really it, exciting. It plays "Here Comes the Bride." <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It plays it really fast, though. Yeah, and yeah, it's fair. Like, you know, you're going to be married to death now because <laughs> we're we're coming to murder you, mm-hmm. you bad people. Exactly. Just with our swords, and um, Eric gets killed by Skullman, and Val Kilmer mm-hmm. doesn't like that, and he says, "Hey, you get your hands off." No, wrong movie. <laughs> but nope. he, but he does take a broken sword and stab it into him, and then get punched in the face, and then stab another sword into him. And get punched in the face again. And then only when he uses Skullman's own sword, which he slowly drags him down onto. A serrated sword, yeah. A serrated sword, which mm-hmm. is good for bagels and Skullman, apparently, yep. as I'm told. And and then he throws him off the bridge. Only then does Skullman die. And it's, yep. it's a pretty good yep. death. It's a pretty good yeah. fight. Pretty good it's death. a good fight. It's I mean, it shows the resourcefulness of Val Kilmer's swordsman. Like, he starts off with a sword gauntlet, which apparently is... A gauntlet that's in a fist with just a sword kind of wolverined on the back of it. 
Mm-hmm. Immediately that gets broken. Does mm-hmm. he throw it away? No. He moves it to his non-dominant hand, picks up another sword in his dominant hand, keeps fighting. That way, when Skullface thinks he's got the upper hand, he doesn't because Val Kilmer has another hand with a broken sword on it. Stabby, stabby. And broken then, sword, still sharp. Exactly. Lever. Still cut a bitch with that. And then, like, okay, Skullface has got a hold of him. He's not going down despite the multiple stabbings. Oh, look, there's Skullface's sword on the ground. And then he just puts his foot on it, like, levers it upward, and then uses his own body weight to, yes, drag him back onto this. It's It's pretty gruesome. It's It's pretty gruesome. For five-year-olds, whoever wrote that, this is for five-year-olds. Go fuck yourself. That was upsetting. Mm -hmm. That's upsetting. And it's that it's was, a good. It's a good ass fight. I'm just. That saying. was a good like, fight. It, yeah. is, it is an epic. It is a good boss battle. Mm-hmm. It's what you want from it. You know, it shouldn't be too easy, but it shouldn't be too hard. The hero can't be so injured that he can't move on to the next phase if he's you know going to be integral in it. Meanwhile, the their wizard dueling at the top where the ritual is taking place. Sorsha, uh Well, it's interesting. <laughs> they start out that way. Yeah. They start out, I, I love how that fight, so they, they storm into the castle, to the tower where the baby is. Willow's too scared to go in at first. And so Rizel confronts Bavmorda and they start casting spells at each other and levitating shit and like there's magic and sparks and pillars are falling down on people and stuff. And then very soon it just turns into a ball, like a bar fight, a yeah. brawl. <laughs> They're just punching each other. <laughs> you see these two old women just like throwing elbows and fist to cuffs and choking each other out is yep. amazing. Scratching their faces. Yeah. Punching. Yeah. Punching. Punching. <laughs> yep. And you hear like the sound effect. Like, your face. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You oh, know? yeah. Like, Jesus. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Bavmorda eventually just chokes out Finrazel. Yeah. Mm. Bavmorda, who looks just worse for the wear of these like... 85 rituals that she's gone through so yeah. far. Just... I mean, those rituals will take a lot out of yeah. you. They really will. Yeah. So it's oh, up yeah. to Willow to finally come in and just sneak the baby out like during all this craziness. And of course, she catches them in time and closes the doors of her magic you know, telekinesis or whatever. And she calls him a peck and she tells him to put the baby back on the ritual table because it's time to murder me some baby. And he <laughs> says, and he says, No! <laughs> Which I love the way he says, yeah. you know, because it's like he summons all of his... All his courage. His kernels finally pop in that yeah. moment, I feel like. And he uh, does his ultimate trick, the disappearing pig trick, yeah. where he tells Bavmorda that he's going to take the baby and put her in a realm where there's only good and nothing will ever hurt her, which she should never have fallen for because he had the baby and if he was going to do it, he could have done it already. Yeah, Exactly. Which, but it's been a long night. Mm-hmm. She's on the 85th ritual, et cetera, et cetera. And she yeah. also oh, just yeah. choked out somebody that was probably her friend. They were probably friends. They had you to think? be. Yeah. They had to have been friends at oh, some point. Yeah. There was I like mean, a wicked backstory to this. Definitely. Sure. That epic. we don't. I think they were probably lovers, if, if I'm going to be honest Shit. with myself. Because yeah, that kind of a fist fight only yeah. happens Well, and think about the fact that like Bav Morda didn't outright kill her the last mm-hmm. time they dueled. That's she true. just turned her into something else, so she couldn't like come after her and hurt her. Like clearly, they were lovers. They went to sorcerer school together. Yep. You know, Bavmorda started going on the dark path. Finrazel tried to bring her back because she loved her so very much. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. Bavmorda was like, "No, Kinkajou, get out of my face! I'm going to conquer the world." <laughs> like you don't, Man. you don't choke somebody unless there's passion there. Yeah. No. We need Willow too. The prequel. We need yeah. it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> but he convinces her with his. With his 
I guess his enthusiasm and, and, and courage in this moment, and he's just so convincing that this he you know he pulls off the sheet and the baby's gone, uh, and she has this really klutzy moment where she knocks over these bowls and accidentally says like the wrong word for the ritual, and so the ritual is complete now. Yeah, but um, there's no baby on the altar, so I guess it just sucks up Babmorda and she's gone. Yeah, yep, she she. she also has the wand in her hand and she raises it and lightning comes for her and simultaneously. The blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's a, yeah, basically she completes the ritual in a whoopsie fashion because she's just so floored by the disappearance of this kid. And I assume, yes, her very long night of the 99 ritual ablutions. Yeah. I guess. Of, because if she yeah. had, if, if she, like if she had gone two more steps and not knocked over the bowl, she'd been like, oh, the baby's over there. This is a fucking stupid trick. You're dead. Zap. Baby dead, I win. I have to. I have to assume that she believed she killed her oldest friend and lover, yeah. and like she was. That that's just, really just what took it fog. out of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yeah. just in a fog. Otherwise, it, the movie doesn't make sense. Exactly. Uh, the movie does set this up though by having anytime you're not looking at the actual baby's face, you are looking at a ball of rags, and so <laughs> sh- how would she know this ball of rags would be different from any other ball of rags? That's an excellent point. So like the baby. That's an excellent, that's an excellent point. point. <laughs> The baby is mostly rags the whole time. Mm-hmm. It is foreshadowed beautifully. I, you know, I've seen this movie a thousand times and that never occurred yeah, to me. Many. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so at this point, um, at the, once Beth Mord is gone, um, uh, let's see, the uh, um, daughter wakes up, Sorsha wakes up, um, the... Uh, uh, Oh my god! Sorry. Val okay. Kilmer stores, storms in, yes. ready to fight. Of course, mm-hmm. the fight's over. Yep. And uh, who? Finn Rizal wakes Rizal up. Wakes up. Yeah. And she <laughs> was choked out, but she's fine. She's yep. cool. She's good. And Willow says, "I just used the disappearing pig trick." And like none of them have context for that. They're like, <laughs> they're like, oh, okay, psycho. <laughs> yeah. Good, I guess. I don't. The baby's okay, right? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Is the baby all right? <laughs> It was Willow spouting his weird stories again. Yeah. Like, it was weird. But uh, Willow uh, gets a magic book for his trouble and is sent home where there's a huge festival in his honor. I don't know if he got any medals. I'm pretty sure Migosh was banging his wife the whole time he was gone. Oh, yeah. No. Because she like she she turns around and looks and there's like this stunned shock in her face. And you you presume, oh, she's just can't believe willow's back but she's like she can't believe willow's back and like exactly because she's Migosh been hitting like, me gosh on the reg yeah oh pss, on the yeah. reg he, yeah his children his children call him daddy me gosh now it's yeah. like really yeah. it's there's going to be some sorting out to be done yeah. absolutely um, to be fair me did tell her that willow was dead and gone oh 100 percent. he yeah. ran his head into a tree Mm-hmm. split it open mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. told a heroic story about how he tried so hard to so save hard. his best and only friend willow <laughs> just so that he could bring him back to her and and, and on sense. on his deathbed yes. he said go migosh go <laughs> take care of my mm-hmm. wife and love her as only my best friend could mm-hmm. yeah if you look really closely in that final scene as they're zooming away there is a, st- a statue of migosh in the middle of the town with two medals <laughs> And and it, on like on the base of it, it says, "I did it for Willow." You know? <laughs> and then in small letters, says, "Wife." <laughs> <laughs> and that's the movie. Yes, yeah. one of my favorite movies, right there. Oh, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah, it's literally one of those movies. There's there's not a lot, but 
I could watch any part of it anytime. Mm-hmm. Anytime. Like it's like if Empire Strikes Back came on TV, it could be Hoth, it could be Cloud City. I could watch it from that moment to the end. Yep. I can do that with uh Thor Ragnarok. I can do that with uh with Willow. Yeah. It's just it's just a fun movie. There's there's good moments throughout. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no, I, I am deeply, deeply fond of this movie. Yeah. As as only you can be of a beloved childhood film. So what then would you give it on the rock scale? Are being you regrettable ruin the moment. Outstanding. We were such um, a nice moment. I'm, I'm checking with my lawyers here. We're gonna have to use uh the Willis scale for this one. Oh, what is can can you uh, elaborate? Oh of course. W for wonderful. Mm-hmm. I for interesting, L for loved it, mm-hmm. L for loser, uh-huh. I for ignorant, and S for so, satisfactory. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Michael, what would you give it then? I give it a L and an I. <laughs> which which I? Which <laughs> yeah. Which I? I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, this movie is wonderful. I I I think it's charming. I think it's. Of course, it's derivative, but it it does enough to be different and to play within the tropes. You know, you have, you know, you have your Frodo Baggins, but he, but Frodo was never a sorcerer. You know, Frodo was the ring bearer, right? Mm-hmm. Like he 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 didn't have he didn't do the things that um, that Willow did, and the characters all had satisfying arcs. I didn't feel like there was a wasted character. Um, yeah, there might have been some like dragging the feet at the beginning of the film. But then when things heated up, they heated up really well. And it was, I thought the acting was great. Bev Mortar was awesome. Val Kilmer was awesome. Warwick Davis. He was fantastic throughout the film. It's it's good to see, um, uh, you know, actors, little people, actors that get a chance to be in a film. And I thought the entire Nelwyn village had a lot of charm. Yeah, and absolutely. the actors there were really great. We hadn't even talked about the grand, the, the high no one wizard yeah, crackpot so uh, snake oil salesman, but he's he's charming and delightful. Burgle Cut yeah. is uh, a delightful like small time villain, and yeah. um, it just the movie's full of charm and detail, and yep. and it's wonderful to me. Amber, what do you give it on the rock scale? I get to use the Willis scale, and the Willis scale says <laughs> that I get to say it's wonderful. All right, ha. I'm going to praise balls. I bucked your fucking stick, tyranny, madam. Stick to my rock scale, and I say craze balls. Michael, do a Sneha story. I knew that was coming, and so I have one prepared. Sit back, and I shall tell you a tale. Uh, no, I don't really have a great story, but um, at some point recently, uh, Sneha did something, and whenever Sneha does something really good, I, I'm a proud father. And so one time, I, I must have said, that's my girl. And I said it with enthusiasm, and she really liked it. So we've been doing these uh, daily reading lessons every day. And, uh, you know, she had a hard time at first, but then, like, she's starting to really gain some confidence. And now she's, like, reading words. I'm so excited. And nothing is more thrilling to me than my baby girl learning to read right now. And um, they also have these little writing exercises afterwards where they have to write letters. And I've been challenging her, so I'll do, like, challenge word and i'll like put a challenge (laughs) word that she has to copy and now she's writing like whole sentences already like i'm just like oh over the moon right but i get really pumped and i go yes and we celebrate whenever she doesn't exercise correctly um but then she one time she put her hand on my shoulder and she's like daddy say that's my girl (laughs) (laughs) 
say, say, that's my girl. And I was like, that's my girl. And she's like, yes. <laughs> so she, she, in that moment, really specifically wanted that praise. And I just, it, it melted my heart. So anyway, so yeah. that's my girl. Aw, that's adorable. Um, that's, that's kind of, I mean, um, it's kind of like when uh, Allie helps Leo in um, in PUBG, and Allie really wants Leo to say "my hero." <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, um, she, you know, yeah, tells I mean, Leo we all to have say that it. one thing we want someone to say to get us off. Yeah. You know? like, oh boy. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have two birthdays to celebrate. Um, today is Leo's birthday. And hey, happy birthday, Leo. Tomorrow is The Rock's birthday. Happy birthday, Dwayne Johnson. Some people, uh, you know, just get better with age. Yeah, so true. I don't know about Leo, but but Dwayne The Rock <laughs> but, is but awesome. DJ for sure. <laughs> yeah. Leo is awesome. Yes. Megan, do an Abby story. I will. Um, so when I was talking to Abby um, the other day, she was telling me, this is just like, just kind of sweet, sad um, she was telling me that um, that she misses me and that when she doesn't get to see me, she gets sad and she has to hug her mommy. And it was just very sweet. And then as soon as we got off the phone, apparently, Erica texted me to say <laughs> that as, literally as soon as we got off the phone, she said, I miss her. <laughs> it's, just, it's just super sweet. Uh, did, did she then hug her mommy? I assume so. I feel like I feel like there's, you know, better symmetry to the story. Like if it feels more full and complete. If... And then she hugged Erica. Yeah, that's what I happened. I mean, I don't believe you oh, anymore. That's okay. what happened. Yeah. No, I'm satisfied. That's mm-hmm. good. Yep, that's I thought good. so. Well, guys, we're contractually obligated to do a few more of these. So uh, thank you guys for having me on. But also, like, you have to. So also, <laughs> good. it's a good, good obligationing, fulfilling fulfillment it's meaning. true do, michael do you have a recommendation though before we go oh i do well i mentioned that those reading lessons and i'm gonna i want to mention them by name because i really i'm a, like a believer i'm so thrilled with this program it's called teach your child to read in 100 easy lessons by siegfried engelman which is a fucking baller name um ziggy yeah, yeah. it's it's intuitive it's easy to use uh i'm a middle school teacher i, I don't work with little little kids so teaching reading from the ground up is actually going to be hard for me because I have all these other ideas about like what teaching reading means. And so I was really happy to have your brother, Dan, recommend it to me. He, he It was recommended to him through our friend, Nate. Uh, I know Abby's been doing it and she's like a rock star with, with reading now too. And it's, you know, 15, 20 minutes and just huge growth in the short amount of time. It's really impressive. Awesome. In all seriousness, like... Uh, I, I do worry about little kids missing so much school time, especially in elementary years. Uh, high school kids will probably be fine, but... But you're missing big uh, developmental milestones. Absolutely. Every and, month that passes, yeah. And then you've got also a lot of you know parents who are concerned, like, what do I do? And this would be what I would highly recommend you do with your kindergartner, first grader, second grader, if uh, they're struggling with reading at all. Uh, this, this is a cure for what ails you. So, yeah. Amber, do you want to do a recommendation? Nah, okay. we're at an hour 20. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you, you're going to cut this down to like 20 minutes. Oh, for sure. I, yeah, I was talking about popcorn for some reason. I don't, oh, it's so hard to tell. Yeah. It's bad. So, 
but thank you guys. I I love uh, your show. I'm a hu- I'm a huge fan, as you know, and uh, that I get to come on here and try to be funny for a little bit as um, means the world to me. So thank you guys. We'll try and do it a little bit earlier so that you know <laughs> everybody's at their freshest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. wonderful. It's, it's so nice. It's so nice to be able to remotely do this with you, Michael. It so, is mm-hmm. right on. I and miss you don't y'all. have to try and be funny. I think there's an essence to your being that mm-hmm. is just ridiculousness. The popcorn thing made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Got one. I ran with it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to close like I always do. And say, the secret to walking on water is to know where the rocks are. That. No. No, that doesn't make sense. You can't. Okay. Okay. That suggests that you're walking on rocks, not water. Yes? Hmm. No, no, no. I have to consult my lawyers on this one. (laughs) This is bullshit and I hate it. It's making me actively angry. Rocks or water? I don't know. I don't know. Can Can we sue him for that one too? If I slipped on the rocks, I could sue them for that. Okay. Well, that's an idea. Hey, guys, got any lakes I can, or rivers? You see, Megan? You see what you done did? There's a river near your house, isn't there, Megan? Now we're stuck with him. Mm. Oh, boy. Mm. Bye, everybody. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. My microphone. This is how it works. This is my microphone. This is how it works. This is my microphone. This is how it works. This is my microphone. Don't be a jerk. Just sitting here talking into my phone. Talking into my phone. Name Mike. 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 Mike.